A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. <laughs> with a Monday to Thursday lineup setting pod. We're first going to get in some news and notes of the day. Yohan Makata might not return until this weekend, so everyone looking to start him on Monday. The Thursday period may have to wait a little bit. The manager, Pedro Cafal, said he wouldn't rule out him being activated ahead of the series on Monday, but all signs point to the third baseman continuing his rehab assignment a little while longer. So keep that in mind when setting your lineup today. Um, Jared Walsh is facing live pitching soon. That's good to know. Pete Fairbanks is playing catch on Sunday. Ty Glassdown is going to need three rehab starts. Victor Robles is going on the IL, so make sure you're getting out of the lineup today. Liam Hendricks allowed to run in his rehab appearance. Fastball tickets up a little bit. Um, some people might anticipate us him getting back on the team this week and putting him in the team for the back half of the week. I probably won't be doing something like that, but um, I, will, I won't rule out some people trying it. Uh, he did it with Vice Glasses this week, but I think he was a little further ahead in his rehab. Um, J.D. Martinez is also not returning until Friday. Kyle Farmer could be activated on Tuesday, which would be pretty cool for anyone using him in a draft champions league for sure. Um, Jose Suarez left with a trainer. Travis, Travis Dankowski is dealing with a hamstring issue. Um, Graham Ashcraft and Ryan Bra- Yarbrough both left the game after hitting, getting hit by comebackers. Um, Royce Lewis beginning his rehab assignment Thursday. That's fantastic to know as well. It looks like Ranger Suarez, he worked up to five innings. He might get in the weekend start at Colorado and Nat Aranola. So, then more when you're setting the lineup for Aranola as well. Nothing's for certain yet, though. So, uh, Jake Fraley should be available Tuesday. He's uh, been out of the lineup for his back issue. Um, he broke it back. Got spinal. Um, anyway, uh, Jake Berger is hoping for an abbreviated IL stint. He's been able to resume running without discomfort and plans to take field and light fielding drills starting 
Monday. So, anyway, he said he'll feel ground balls hit directly at him. Uh, I've always, I always had a problem hitting ground balls directly at people when I used to coach. It's not, it's not, I guess I just never was a really good hitter. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, they're not ready for him to change, uh, take part in change of direction work. So, anyway, they haven't revealed the, how bad this oblique injury is, but, oh well, I, uh, I cut him. I cut him, but uh, what are you going to do? I paid up to get him. I need a power on my team, but I cut him because I thought it was going to be a pretty lengthy. Um, obliques are never really quick, but what are you going to do? Got to move on. Um, let's see. Travis Darno is back, and he's playing. Um, well, they have a two-game set on Monday to Thursday. Vlad Guerrero gets another day to rest his wrist. He'll have today to rest. I hope he gets back in the lineup on, on Tuesday. And, um, yeah. So what I do on this pod, um, for anyone who hasn't heard before, I start with um, Arizona, and I go all the way down alphabetical order on the Rotowire um, pitching grid, and I talk about the matchups that each team will be facing for the week, and I give you some fringe um, decisions that we might have to make in 12-team to 15-team leagues, dedicated for, like, deeper league draft champions, um, you know, NFBC 50s, as well as your fab leagues as well. I'm just trying to touch on some players we can bring out to the starting lineup that may provide some bit of value uh, going forward. And the biggest thing is to just be aware of the platoon situations that each team are deploying at the time. So I'm going to start off with Arizona. Um, they do have a four-game Monday to Thursday. They're traveling. No, they're not traveling. They were playing at home against Miami, facing two lefties and Garrett and Luzardo and two righties, Edwin Cabrera, um, and then Alex Cobb. So we'll look at the Arizona roster resource page for the lineup tool and Josh Rojas, Corbin and Paven Smith and Geraldo Perdomo don't start versus lefty. So you're going to get two games apiece from them. Then you have Emmanuel Rivera and Evan Longoria and Nick Ahmed who will play versus the lefty. So you'll get a two-game split for those players right there. So Josh Rojas for me would be a pass and pretty much every format. Um, he's just not doing enough for me recently at the plate as well. 167, four runs, two stolen bases um, in the last 14 days. And 32 WRC+. Plus. I'll pass on that um, in all size leagues. Cattell Marte will be in the lineup pretty much every day. Corbin Cowell sat versus the left, last lefty, but I think that's also just because his injury as well. So he's DHing now. I anticipate him getting in at least two, three games for sure. Maybe not all four, but three for sure. Um, so, and yeah, Paven Smith, you know, not going to put him in your lineup in the deepest of leagues, maybe, but 15 team draft champions, no. Um, neither Nick Ahmed or all the Perdomo, not starting him either. Uh, it's going to be two games, plus maybe some pinch hits. So you're relying on those pinch hits to get you that extra. And as much as Emmanuel Rivera has been hitting very well to start the season, um, just can't really trust him getting more than two games, which stinks. He's batting 407 with a homer and um, two barrels and 54% hard hit rate. So it's really solid. But I think those are your most fringe decisions. Devin Longoria, too. I mean, um, you know, he gets in versus the lefties at DH at third base. And what's he doing versus lefties this year? Let's see, I'm in Longoria, uh, 20.5% K rate, 30% walk rate against lefties, 128 WRC+, 830 OPS, and 
see. What else? Yeah, so he's doing. He's pretty effective versus, versus lefties, Longoria. Also with two home runs. So, um, you know, corner spot. You might. You know, you got to also take into account he's facing Jesus Lazardo and Braxton Garrett. So, one tough game for sure. Um, yeah, so he's a fringe decision. You know, you, you, hopefully you have better options at your corners and a draft champion. But if you need a util corner power play, um, Evelyn Gloria, it's not horrible. But those are the at least the biggest decision points I'll be looking at for Arizona when it comes to Monday to Thursday. The Braves play two games Monday to Thursday. They're at home against Boston, facing Nick Pavetta and Brian Bayo. Um, so these are like the decisions that are really going to, you know, come into come into play for you, right, when you're setting your lineup. Uh, one thing about Atlanta, they're pretty steady right now with a consistent lineup. Uh, Marcelo Zuna has played every single day since last Tuesday, DHing. He's hitting the ball well. He's hitting home runs. Um, but a two-game week, he's an easy sit. So is Eddie Rosario. Um, he's been playing almost every day. He has started, you know, against th- three of the last four lefties. There's no lefties here, but say how much he's been in the lineup consistently but two games is not enough for him the guys I'm still playing on two games over anyone is Acuna, Sean Murphy, Matt Olson, and Austin Riley and Ozzy Albies I'll be playing those guys regardless of my um really trying to pit together like a two game or um Albies versus uh another four game of a middle infielder maybe as we go along the podcast if something comes to mind uh, I mean, we could just look at Josh Rojas or, or anyone like that. Or, um, you know, I'm taking Ozzy Albies every day because they're going to play two, two, two and two straight up. So that's an easy choice. But maybe we'll get to one that it's like a guy who might play four games for sure. And he's a little less of a talent. We'll see if we can come up with a, a determination from there. But um, And Michael Harris has been, um, you know, he looks like he's healthy. So uh, I wouldn't mind rolling him out as well, um, unless you have some better, like in a draft champion, in a DC, and a PC, you might have some better, uh, more options, at least in the outfield. You draft more outfielders, you might have the ability to play a guy who's going to play four games over Michael Harris, who's only going to play two. So Harris would be the one I think I'll be paying more attention to if you're setting your lineups. He does have a homer and a steal in the last 14 days. Um Doing pretty good. 15% K rate. That's good to see. 14% swing strike rate. Um, so, looks pretty healthy. Come back. 117 WRC plus four barrels and a home run. So, But, again, um, you might not have better options to roll him out. So, I think in a draft champion, you should be considering him. In an NFBC 50, I would hope you have better um, choices to make that Michael Harris. So, those are the pretty much the fringe decisions you're looking at there for Atlanta. Um, next, we can move on to the Baltimore Orioles, who are placing three games at home versus Tampa Bay. They're facing Shane McClanahan, Zach Eflin, and Yanni Chirinos. So that's one lefty that they'll be facing. So as Baltimore facing lefties recently, um, Adam Frazier has not started versus the last four lefties. So two out of three for him. And then you got Gunnar Henderson, who has started... Um, the last two games versus lefties, in total, three of the last five, three of the last six, and five of the last eight. So, doing a little something with Gunnar Henderson there where he's not getting all the lefties. He's getting pinch hit for two 
um, when a lefty gets brought in. He's also coming into the game when a, a lefty turns into a righty. So um, you could still get enough at bats from him here. Um, let's take a look at what he's doing anyway. Versus lefties this year, Gunnar Henderson. Uh, he got tw- uh, 35 plate appearances versus them, 115 average. That's not so great. Um, 59 WRC plus and a 458 OPS versus lefties. So even if he does get in the game, we don't know how much effectiveness you're going to get from him versus the lefty. So I would say in a in a 50, he's a sit for me and an NFBC draft champions. Um, it's a toss up. If you have some better corner options, he's gonna that's going to be a fringe decision for you. Um, Rutschman, Mountcastle, Mullins, Santander, Austin Hayes are starts for me. Jorge Mateo as well. He's pretty much playing every day. He had a day off on Sunday, but it started every game since April 27th. Prior to that, Ramon Urias is a uh, polarizing player. He gets run uh, like tons of games straight, and then he gets two days off, a couple games, day off. But in the last six games, he started five. With one day off as a righty. So he played three or four versus righty. Played both the burst lefty. So you figure he gets the game versus lefty here. And maybe another after that. But you could rely on two. Not three. So. Tough. DC is the only spot I would consider him. NFPC 50 no. Same thing with Adam Frazier. Um, you know he could still go off. He's got three homers and three stolen bases on the air. So he's the kind of guy that you know. Still might be able to be a sneaky value for you. Uh, so And plus, you got the multi-eligibility, so you might be considering him, you know, getting into your lineup. Uh, let's move on to Boston. They have two games at Atlanta. They're facing Charlie Morton and Max Fried. So one lefty there and two games set. So lefties. Uh, you got Jaron Duran, who started two of the last three lefties in total since he's been called up. They faced four lefty starting pitchers, and he started two of them. Um so, two games set, one lefty possibly sitting. It's an easy sit for me. So, it's Tristan Casas. Tristan Casas has... Um, I just lost that page. Uh, sorry, bear with me. Okay, sorry. Tristan Casas has not started versus a lefty since um, April 15th. And that is four since then. So, four lefties. And he has not started versus them. So, that's an easy sit. Um... Masataka Yoshida shat, shat, he sat on May 5th, uh, May 6th versus the lefty, which was Saturday. But that was the first time he sat versus the lefty since April 9th. He's been on fire. So two games, though, it's tough. Um, I think in a DC, you're thinking about it. But in but in a 50 or 12-team league, no. Um, Alex Verdugo um, has played, he started versus every single lefty. He's pretty much started every single game this season except for when he's been hurt. Um, but he's also like with Yoshida, I think it's fringy DC. I think if you have some guys who have three or four games for sure locked in, you're going to go with them. But, um, plus they're facing Morton and Freed. So it's not like two dud pitchers. So hard matchups here. I think Devers is the pretty much a set, a set it and forget it. But guys like Justin Turner, um, Enrique Hernandez are going to be tough to start uh, unless you're lacking options. But but Turner, Verdugo, and Yoshida, I think, is the one you'll be thinking about a little more than Enrique Hernandez. And uh, Connor Wong, um, he's been phenomenal. Uh, he's catching pretty much the majority of games, two out of three games. So, But he started Sunday, 
Still, he should be fresh enough. Uh, he hasn't really done a back-to-back. -back. Oh, he did, he did a back-to-back -back May 2nd, May 3rd, 29th, and the 30th of April. He did play three straight. So he's got a chance to play both, but I still think it's a risky play. Um, but sometimes when you're in your you know, in those uh, draft champions leagues, you're you're down to a, a couple of catches real quick. Um, but in the last 14 days, Connor Wong is 10 for 30 with a, um, yeah, 10 for 30, 370, 10 for 27, 370 average, four, 14 OBP, three homers, six runs, four ribbies, a stolen base, a caught stealing, just got phenomenal tools, 218 WRC plus, two barrels, three jacks. Max TV of 113.6. He's fast. He got pop. So I, if anyone knows me and knows my podcast, they know I've been touting Connor Wong all season as a fantastic um, DC option. And now he's become a fantastic fab option as well. So um, one team here, I have uh, like a situation where it's him or Danny Jansen for one of my catcher spots in the DC. And I'm just rolling with Wong because he's been lights out and um, just really like his skill set right now so um all right i think we talked enough about the boston red sox let's move on to chicago cubbies they're at home versus st louis for three games monday tuesday wednesday versus miles mikolas jack flaherty and jordan montgomery so they'll get one lefty involved in there so you got the good old talk about the lefties here um before matt mervis came along eric hosmer was had not started versus the last three lefties. It was one out of four and two out of five of the previous lefties where he did start. But just because Mervis is here, he hasn't played. He's only started once in the last four games. So he's an easy, don't think about Mervis. I'm sure everyone's excited that he's up, so they're going to start him. I can't tell. I can't recommend to sit him versus anyone right now. No one will listen to me. That. Even if he sits versus that lefty and you would tell someone he's only playing two out of three, they, they, they still, which is, I think is a good chance he does. It's a solid chance that Mancini DH uh, plays first and Nelson Velasquez DHs because Nelson Velasquez he does start versus lefties. He's uh, hitting the ball really well since he's got called up. So um, I think you will see. Who knows? We don't know the usage yet of Matt Mervis. We haven't seen him face a lefty. But... Um, me personally, I have him in one draft champion, and I have enough option to where I can sit him for this period. So, um, I think an NFBC 50 or 12 team lead, it's easy sit. Uh, um, draft champions, you could think about it a little more. Um, other fringe decisions also include Trey Mancini. Um, he has been starting, let's see, he started three of the last five games versus right handers, uh, three of the last six. Actually bumped that back. So he might just become a left-handed pitcher in some righties only situation. So if you get two out of three here, it's a mass start, I think. So I'm looking to sit him in 50s for sure and draft champions. It's a definite fringe spot. If you got some guys, you can, again, confident in three or four games, easy to roll with that um, ahead of Trey Mancini. Let's see what he's been doing in the last two weeks, Trey Mancini. Uh, 317 average, pretty good. A homer, six runs, four ribs, striking out 21.7% of the time, walking 11% of the time, three barrels. Let's go to three barrels, 48.4 uh, hard hit percentage. So, uh, it's just, again, it, it's the volume game sometimes versus the quality of pitching, and um, it's not like they're facing any studs here. Mikolas Flaherty, well, Flaherty's a dud. Jordan Montgomery, so... 
I think Mancini, my recommendation would be to sit. Patrick Wisdom, um, he did not start the last two games. Saturday and Sunday, he sat after starting every single game since April 28th. And then before that, he had a day off April 27th, and he played every day before that since May 10th, uh, April 10th. So um, unless there's an injury that I'm not aware of a Patrick Wisdom, I'll look that up while um, <clears throat> I can figure that out. But I think one of the top leaders here in the early season in, in home runs, Patrick Wisdom. So uh, I don't remember. He stole a base as a pinch runner. Okay. I see that on Rotowire. So basically, a pinch runner. Um, <clears throat> see any other news on him? He ran for Hosma. He hasn't been doing too well in the last two weeks. 154, two homers, three runs after a very hard start. Um, but no. Said to the bench. So again, we'll have to keep an eye on that. If that everyday role that he once did have is evaporating. Nick Madrigal did start the last two games at third base. So um, I'll take that back on the Patrick Wisdom then. Just given the uncertainty of the player usage right now, he's an easy sit for me um, unless you he's going to get the one lefty for sure and you need some power. Of course, that's what he does. So, But other than that, just be aware of that fact that he might not be starting versus uh, righties right now. Last two games, it's a short sample to go off of, but... You know, these managers do it on the fly. That's why it's good to look at these things daily and keep track of it. Uh, but Horner, Suzuki, Swanton, Hap, Bellinger, they're all easy starts for me um, in this period. Cincinnati Reds at home versus the Mets <clears throat> facing Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, and Kodai Senga. Great park. Good pitching. So, that's interesting. Though. I mean, but you got the three games at home versus three righties. So, everyone who has Jake Fraley, he's, he's, he should be available. And... TJ Friedel, this is exciting because they do not start versus lefties. So when they do start versus and they get the righties at home, just like they had this weekend, it's exciting because you could put them in full things to go. So India, Friedel, Fraley, Stevenson, Spencer Steer, there's a good start. They're playing every single day. Nick Senzel as well is um, has been playing. He has played every single day since April 24th and um, been hitting well this season. Got to love what Nick Senzel has been doing. Um, if you drafted him in a DC or you picked him up in a in a wire, but the last 14 days he's got 49 plate appearances, 341 average, three homers, nine runs, 11 ribbies, a stolen base, fantastic, striking out 12.2 percent of the time, two barrels, and um, just really good. Nick Sandell, and he's making that push to get some extra eligibility, which be would be really really super. Um, so I would. It's tough because he got some tough pitching matchups there, but I would probably be starting Nick Senzel off of the volume alone. I think he'll get three starts, so that's good, and he's at home. Um, newcomer Henry Ramos, I don't trust. I don't trust the skill set enough yet to really advise. So I mean, I think only two percent of people have him in DCs, but he's been playing. Um, pretty much every day since he got called up from AAA. He's only had one day off since April 24th. But um, I just, just pitching 
and just his uncertainty as a bat so far, I, I would I would sit him. Um, Will Myers came back from injury. He started the last two days. I'm sitting him as well. Um, I don't know if he's going to get the full three-game set, and it's just not worth it. And that's pretty much I think all we have to worry about with the Cincinnati Reds. Cleveland Guardians at home playing Detroit. Joey Wentz, Michael Lorenzen, and Waldo Rodriguez. So you got two lefties there. Uh, bad news for Will Brennan because um, he just doesn't start versus lefties at all. He doesn't even start versus all the righties. Uh, Gabriel Arias has been getting some run in the. Um, he started on in right field on Saturday. Oscar Gonzalez is down in the minors, so he would usually get these starts versus the lefties. So <clears throat> easy sit there for for Brennan. Arias, if you have him, eh, you know, you might get two out of three, but I don't I don't trust it. I think you are Ramirez, Rosario, Bell, Quan, Jimenez, Naylor, um, Zanino, and even Miles Straw, because he plays every day. I think you really have to worry about them if you want if you're considering about the volume starting Miles Straw. Um but that and that would be for a DC. Straw would be a DC fringe decision. Definitely not an OC. So Josh Naylor, we have to kind of worry about a little bit. So they haven't faced a lefty starter since April 30th. He did, he sat. And in three, in the last five games, the last five games they faced a lefty starter, he has started three of them. And if we dial it back to the last eight, he started four of them. So. It's taking like a one game definitely, maybe two. It's just hard to do that. It's just hard to do that. In the last two weeks, he's been hitting a little better to start the season. Uh, he started the season a little slow. 227 in the last uh, two weeks with one homer, twelve, um, one homer, 10, 10 ribbies, and a stolen base. Uh, striking out a little bit more in the last couple of weeks. I think he's been a little bit more swingy heavy, but still battling up pretty well. Still hitting the ball pretty hard, but I don't. Still trusting Josh Naylor's skills, but I think this is uh, tough to get him in the lineup for this period. Um, Josh Bell, he's played every single game since May 4th. So unless they plan to give him a day off, which sometimes you can anticipate these things if you want to. I don't really advise it, but sometimes you could read a pattern. If it's a sick day on, one day off, sick day on, one day off, stuff like that. But I always think in my head, well, it looks like they're going to have to give him a breather soon, right? And try to anticipate that. You'll get burned if you do that. But... Um, so, yeah, Josh Naylor is definitely worrisome right there. Um, okay, let's move on to Colorado Rockies. They are at Pittsburgh facing Mitch Keller, Luis Ortiz, and Rich Hill. So they got one lefty in there. Um, they're on the road. Still a very good park to hit in as well. So Charlie Blackman versus lefties. The last four lefties, he has started three of them all at DH. We dial it back to April 20th, which gives us six games versus lefties, and he started four of six. So, um, what do you do with Charlie? Charlie, good old Charlie. He's, I think, I think I'm rolling him out. I think you might get the two out of three. Uh, you might get three out of three. And if you get two out of three, I don't think it's terrible. Um, you know, he's, he's showing some improved power skills this year. Um, but he got four barrels in the last 14 days, two home runs, um, 11% barrel rate. And let's see, let's just see on the season. I got last 14 days here. I like looking, looking that up for, you know, um, I know 
can't really quantify the hot cold thing, but I do like to see the recent production. I just think it matters in terms of playing time too. You can kind of see, oh, this guy might be earning some playing time with this consistent great OPS and WRC plus and all that fun stuff. Um, so Charlie Blackman on the season, seven percent barrel rate, um, three homers. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not afraid of starting him here. So, um, unless you got a guy against. It all goes to the volume and the type of the player and who they're facing as pitching. But I wouldn't mind rolling Charlie Blackman out. Um, Ryan McMahon, we don't have to worry about platoons anymore, really. The whole season, he has only sat versus two lefties, and they faced about 10 lefty starters. So um, he did sit on Thursday, April 4th versus a lefty, but he started Sunday. So uh, I think it's go okay to roll him out. Profar is, uh, I think, a good start. In, in most leagues, um, I say him and Gritchuk are like fringe 12-team decisions, but still still good starts. Um, Ezekiel Tovar is one guy who's been super, super hot. Last 14 days, Tovar has two homers, 10 runs, 10 ribbies, um, 0 for 1 on the base path, but 326 average, 24% uh, K rate, but five battles, two homers, um, that's a 15.6% barrel rate, 47% hard hit rate. So good to see the young kid starting to adjust a little bit, get hot. He's playing every single day. So that's a good start. Then you can lock in that start as well. Um, and what else? Playing of you no know, playing time of note. Alan Trejo was getting some full run at second base, and that's pretty much over. He's gotten three starts since last Wednesday, and they've all come versus a lefty. So, um, it's like Harold Castro is starting versus righties, and Trejo starting versus lefties. So, you got that. Be aware of that. Um, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Again, we're just trying to hit some of like the fringe decisions that we have to think about. Chicago White Sox at KC for four games. Zach Grinsky, Jordan Lyles, Brad Keller, Brady Singer. This is a fantastic set for everyone in the White Sox. So, this is, you know, you want to be banking on your big guys here, of course. Gavin Sheets is an easy start with a popular fab pickup. Elvis Andrews, Grandal, even Hanzo Alberto. Um, going to get four games possibly. Um, not the, he, see, since he came off the IL, he started, uh, actually he started every single game since Berger went on the IL, starting at third base every single game. So I think we can take that with a little bit of confidence that he'll get a full game slate here. He might be, a, uh, people might have him in DCs. Uh, I picked him up in Fab because I have um, some some questionable possible injury situations with Vladimir Guerrero, and I have a couple guys with two game sets, so um, it's just pl a plug and play for the week. But he's got two homers already. Um, doesn't hit the ball extremely hard. One or two four max EV, twenty percent hard hit rate, but um, he doesn't strike out. And he's going to play. So he should be a decent option for you, second base and third base too, in draft champions. So. Um, I'd consider that in a, in a, even in a 12-team. Four games from someone is pretty, pretty healthy. So, um, yeah, so Andrews, all that start. I think that's all we got to worry about. Free decisions there, but again, easy start of volume here with the White Sox. So let's move on to Detroit Tigers. They're playing three games at Cleveland. Tanner, Tanner Bybee, Shane Bieber, Peyton Battenfield. Um, Battenfield, Battenfield. I don't know if anyone ever, like, do you guys know anyone who's like, had the double T, and the people don't pronounce the T's. They just say Battenfield. Yeah, it's weird. Um, anyway, at Cleveland, three righties. So, 
Who's that good for? It's good for Zach McKinstry, who starts first every righty. Got the multi-eligibility. Fantastic. Leads all first righties, too. So, boom. Um, Riley Green has sat, not started, two of the last four versus lefty. That's since April 25th. We dial it back to the full season, um, which includes the 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Nine games versus lefties to start. He started seven out of the nine. So, um, given the quality of the pitching, I don't know. Depends if you think it's super quality. I It's a tough start. I think it's a tough start. Um, I'm rolling him out in a couple of weeks, actually. So, we just hope he plays all three. That's the thing. And I think he will. I think he will. Um, Nick Matan faces all righties, so that's good. Usually bats in the middle of a lineup versus them. Um... I know he hasn't been, like, super, super good so far to start the season. Let's bring his stats up versus righty so far. Nick Matan might be just all his stats in general, right? Um, Nick Matan, 101 plate appearances versus righty this season. 73 WRC+, plus, 638 OPS, 29% K rate. Matt, Not a ton of awesome stuff, but he does have four home runs. So, and 180 average. So, again, this is a... Multi-eligibility guy pops he pops the jack every now and then. So I think you'll get him in your lineup um, if you have him. That'd be the smart play. And Spencer Torkerson, he's playing every day. Um, I don't think he's broken. I actually think there's stuff under the hood that's exciting. And he's just waiting to erupt. Everything looks good. Like checks off exit velocity and fly balls. Um, not striking out. He's seen the ball really well. Hard hit rate. Just got to put it all together. <laughs> It'll come together for him. It just seems like he's right there. And again, it just doesn't, you know, chipping away. he's chipping away at it. Um, Matt Veerling's a start for me. He's starting every single day now. Um, he started every single game since April 29th, since Kerry Carpenter went on the IL. So I'll take that start. Um, Akil Badu, he starts um, against some righties, not even against all the righties. He started two of the last three games versus righties. And before that was a five-game stretch where he started every single game. But I would anticipate two out of three. I don't think you could lock in three out of three. So for that, I say he'd be maybe a draft champions, you know, if 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 you want to uh if you want to take a shot at it. But um let's see what is he doing in the last fourteen days, thirty two plate appearances, five runs, stolen base. Uh, 28% K rate, so back to some old Badoo ways. He has shown some improvements in the plate discipline, pitch selection, and all that type of stuff, contact. But to me, this is a, a fringe start, and I'd probably be avoiding it. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's it for this team. We'll have to worry about Jonathan Scope or any of those free holes. Houston Astros at Los Angeles Angels versus Sandoval, Otani, Griffin, Cannon. Um, good park here. Playing, uh, let's see, one lefty. They got really, really the only guy we have to worry about here is Corey Jolks. He doesn't start versus lefty, then starts about mm, 70% of the time versus righty, maybe 80% of the time versus righty. So, um, Jolks would be the one guy uh, I would be aware of. Um, Chad McCormick is supposedly due back Tuesday, so he won't he won't get the Monday game. But he might get the Tuesday game. So that just keeps Jake Myers a little fringy. He started every single day since April 15th. He's been playing really well. Putting it together. So just be aware of that. 
Um, I, that's why I would be a little hesitant in starting Jake Myers. A sh- good park, three games, um, makes it a little more hesitant, but just the return of McCormick. It just might hurt jokes the most, but we don't know. Just might, It's going to be three guys playing two positions, so it's going to get a little messy. But everybody else on the team is a full go-ahead. All the regulars are starts. Casey Royals got four games um, at home versus Dylan Cease, Giolito, Lance Lynn, and Clevenger. So big, big, uh, big, big guns they're facing there. Um, I think with Casey, Nick Prado is up, and he's hitting the ball really well. Um, he's got an insane BABIP. I just wanted to point that out. Um, I'm starting Nick Prado. I got him in about three DCs, and this is the full go. He was a pretty decent popular um, bad pick as well. But uh, let's see. He's been up since April 28th. Um, and now with Nick Kyle Isbell out, he's getting pretty good leash. He even started in one of the two games they faced versus a lefty, and he started versus every single righty. So um, that's 36 plate appearances, 12 hits, 375 average. And get this. Guess what the BABIP is? 579. Whoa. But that's all right. Got a homer. He's got a caught stealing, so he's got an aggressive 33.3% strikeout rate, which is okay. You know, this is what, it's, it's what you're going to do. Um, but um, O-swing is is 23.5%, and the Z-swing, the zone swing, is only 60%. So um, that's a lot less aggressive and a lot uh, lower than league average. So it's like he's being a little more... Selective, maybe with what he's trying to hit, but the zone contact is up to 90%, which is really good to see. Um, yeah, so got one barrel, 40% hard hit. So I like Nick Prado to uh, get in your lineup this week. Uh, Michael Massey, same thing, he starts versus every single righty. Um, and uh, last two weeks, he's getting a little bit more luck with the bat, uh, starting to come around. He's hit the ball hard, you know, he's got four. Four barrels on the season that has only led to one homer. He hit the same problem last year. Seventeen barrels with only four home runs. Might be uh, that a little bit victim of the park. But in the last two weeks, he has a run. He's hitting two eighty six. Um, so I think you get the four game from him. And even though it's tough pitching, you could roll with that. Uh, Nate Eaton, who's up for Kyle Isbell, has only started one out of the three games since he's been up. It looks like he's only going to be starting versus righties, but um. Edward Olivares has also sat versus the last two righties, so just be aware of that. Um, he was playing every single day and starting to hit a little better too, but now he has sat versus the last two righties after pretty much getting good run versus righties the full season. So, um, so, but just the, uh, of the four games set, you're probably going to roll him out, you know? I don't I, I don't know if this keeps up the full sit versus righty thing. It just looks like they're, you know, Eaton got a shot out there and left. No. Um, yeah, versus, versus a righty. Jackie Bradley Jr. got a couple of starts. So I don't know if just the Isbell injury is forcing Bradley to center, which just means that versus righties, Oliveira's is not getting in there, which... Whatever. Michael Garcia is up. He's a four-game set. I think everyone loves him. They're probably starting him. Absolutely. DCs, 50s, all that fun stuff. So, okay. Enough on the Royals, right? Let's move on to the Los Angeles Angels. Three games at home versus Houston. Hunter Brown, Framber, and Christian Javier. So, they got the one lefty in there. Recent trends for the Angels versus lefties include, include Zach Neto has only started versus two versus 
versus two of the last four starting pitchers that they faced that have been lefties. That's interesting. I don't know if that's anything but besides other than rest. It just seemed like a normal rest day for him um, after about seven, eight games played. Um, Jake Lamb doesn't play versus lefties, so be aware of that. <laughs> Not that you have Jake Lamb. Um, Brandon Drury has been playing pretty much every day. So, he's a, he's a start for me. Um, Giro Sella has started one of the last, two of the last four games versus righties. And that coincides with Luis Van Hifo playing four straight games now. Van Hifo's a guy whose playing time just goes up and down. Can't really gauge. But because of the three-game set, I think he's just a little too fringy for me. Him and Giro Sella are just a little too... I'm just uncertain that they'll get the full slate. So, um, why has Renhefo gotten more time? I thought he was definitely going to get the boot for PT. Uh, let's see, last two weeks, Luis Renhefo, 250 average, one homer, eight ribbies, a stolen base. Okay. 3% barrel rate, 26.7% hard hit rate. I don't understand the love for him either. Like, the and even in the splits, the splits don't see it. Career, let's go to career split for Luis Ranjifo. Um Career OPS versus lefty 707 versus righties 638. WRC plus 93 versus lefty 76 versus righties. Yeah, I don't know. And on the season, he's got two homers, batting 211. I just don't see it in Luis Ranjifo. I don't know. Anyway, that's why I sit him. I just don't trust the skills. I don't trust the playing time. So, um, okay. Let's move on to the Los Angeles Dodgers. They have three games at Milwaukee. Facing Freddie Peralta, Eric Lauer, Wade Miley, Wade Miley. So, good park. They're heading to good park. Facing two lefties. So, lefties for the Dodgers. Jason Hayward is starting every game versus righties. Not starting versus lefties. So, one out of three for Hayward. Not starting him in your DC. Same thing with David Peralta. Does not start versus lefties. Not to say they won't come in and pinch hit, but two with two lefties going, pass. Miguel Rojas, ever since he came off the IL on May 1st, he had started three or six games, and two came versus the lefties. The four games versus the divides, he's only played one. Chris Taylor has started, he gets two games on, one day off. Two games on, one day off. That's been the cycle since April 28th, and he had off, uh, he started Saturday, Sunday. So uh, if that pattern continues, he'll get... The two lefties, which does make sense for, for Chris Taylor. Two lefties. And with that, I might take that. I'll take the Chris Taylor. I'll sit Vargas. Um, I mean, not Vargas. I'm, I'm, I'm playing Vargas. He's played every single day since April 28th. But I, I'm, I'm sitting Miguel Rojas, if you have. And everybody else is to go for the Dodgers. Sorry. Just adjusting my desk real quick. Got to raise it up. And up a little bit. Miami Marlins have three games at Arizona. Zach Gallen, Brandon Fought, and Merrill Kelly. Uh, we know that Garrett Cooper is 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 out. So Yuli Gurriel is a good good little play this week. Um, he's 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 up to old Yuli things, hitting the ball like old Yuli. So if you got him in a draft champions league, I would uh, absolutely start him. Um, he's definitely fringy in a fifty, but start him. Um, Brian De La Cruz, he's got some interest in playing time. So he's actually versus righties in the last uh, 
see, one, two, three, four. The last seven games versus righties, he has started um, four of them. So, not getting all the run, which is interesting. Uh, they just, like, play with his playing time a lot. But, um, Hedrick Sanchez is, is starting versus all righties. So, if you have Hedrick Sanchez, maybe you want to roll him out for... These three games, um, I know everyone, you know, there's there's Hedrick Sands out there, so and they're going to start him against this regardless. In the last 14 days since Avisel Garcia's been out and Garrett Cooper's been out, Sanchez has 31 plate appearances, batting 333, two homers, six ribbies, six runs, a stolen base. K percentage is still at 35.5% with a 16% swing and strike, 3.2% walk rate. That's not great. Four barrels, though, two homers, 21% barrel rate, 63% hard hit rate. So, you know, you're at a 471 BABIP. So you know what you're getting from here, from Jesus Sanchez. It's just, uh, I don't know if he's going to, if if he's on this different path. He's like, he's got a spurt. Um, he's had spurts before, but you need to see it more going forward. With that being said, if I got him in a draft champion, I consider it. Um, I don't love it, but I consider it. And an OC, no. And what do we have here in the infield? John Birdie plays every single day. Shortstop. Garrett Hampton got some run. And then he's been sitting the last couple of games. But he usually plays versus lefties. Usually starts versus lefties. Um, so he'll get one. Uh, as you know, they're playing three righties. So he won't get no lock for him to get any playing time here as well. Um, Joey Wendell's back. Didn't start yesterday, Sunday. So that just clogs everything a little bit. Um, but normally you got him playing shortstop. Would allow Birdie to get freed up to be more of a bench filling guy, secondary base guy. Um, so just see how that plays forward. It might be a tough week to try to gauge that to see how they're going to go back to PT. But just be aware that um, just be aware that that might happen. Um, but otherwise, I think I think I'll fly with John Birdie this week. Um, Gene Segura, yeah. I don't know. I have some concern about Gene Segura, but. He does play every single day, so you probably get him in your lineup this week. I'd move over to Milwaukee. They're uh, home against the Dodgers, facing Gonsolin, Syndergaard, and Clayton Kershaw. So they got the one lefty in there. Um, let's see, Christian Yellick versus lefties. Since April 19th, they have faced seven lefties. He has started in four of them. So interesting usage there for Yellick. Um, I still think it's a start for me. Um, despite that, Jesse Winker has not started versus a lefty since April 19th, and that represents two of the lefties he started against all season long, which makes it 10 lefties. So, um, no for, no for Jesse Winker for me, um, no for Bryce Tarang, who doesn't start versus lefties and hasn't really been good versus righties as well. Uh, Tyrone Taylor, since he's been back from injury on May 2nd, he has started every game but one. So I think he's a good a good get for your lineup this week. Power speed combination. Brian Anderson has uh, still been assuming some everyday plate plate appearances. So um, he's a decent option for a DC. I don't fifty. He's a little fringy for me. So. Um, and Joey Weimer. Joey Weimer has played every single day since April 19th. So, um, let's check out guys, some of his recent production and see what we could get from Mr. Weimer. Uh, let's see now. Joey Weimer, 189 in the last two weeks. 39 plate appearances. One homer, two stolen bases. 
25.6% K rate, 5% walk rate, 48 WRC plus, 555 OPS with two barrels, a homer, 7.4% 7, 7 barrel rate, 44.4% hard hit rate. So, mm, it's tough. It's tough. I don't know if he seems like he's got the skills and the defense is going to keep him in the game. So, um, but I think it's a tough, it's a tough start for me this week. I think in the draft champions, draft champions, you can consider it. But in a, in a 50, um, I, I would probably pass. Probably pass. He's not doing too well versus righties this season. 162 versus righties. 162 versus righties, Joey Weimer, with a 32 WRC plus and a 451 OPS. 24% strikeout rate, so that's not the problem. Maybe it's a swing path thing for him. I don't know. Okay, let's move over to the Minnesota Twins facing San Diego Padres. Waka, Lugo, Darvish. So three righties here for the Twinsies. Um, some recent news for them. Trevor Larnack is down in the minors. Alex Karloff is up. Um, Karloff, so far, three games that he's been active for. He started one on Sunday. So that's interesting to keep forward. I'm not a big Alex Karoloff fan. I think the skills are great. I don't trust his hands, and I don't trust the Twins' usage in general. And so I think he's going to be a problem going forward, and I don't know if he's going to be healthy. But a lot of people see the three righties here and just, just say start, start, start. So And that's fine. That's, a, that's totally something that you could do. I'm not saying against it, but just be aware of him. I want to see if he's going to be healthy before I continuously stop playing him. And I just want to see if he's going to play every day. We don't even know that for sure. So, but, um, other fringy decisions, I think for me, is Jose Miranda, even though he plays every single day. He's so streaky. His whole career has been streaky. I did like, I should have wrote down the exact notes, but if you look at the game logs from last year and this year, all this home runs come in these bunches and you just don't really know when those bunches are going to come. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, uh, I want to see I want to see more Nick Gordon. That's what I want to see. In the last 14 days, Jose Miranda is seven for 45. He does have the three homers, so that's what I'm kind of saying. It's all or nothing for him. Um, I don't see it in the barrel rate, in his career barrel rate. I don't see anything to me that makes him such a draw. And with Kyle Farmer coming back, I think he's going to be at risk and just going to make this more cloudy because Kyle Farmer is a good player and he's multi-eligibility it's, it's going to help him so Nick Gordon has been now starting every other game with Michael Taylor in center field it was just all Michael Taylor playing every single day now Nick Gordon and Michael Taylor are swapping every other day so just be aware of that Nick Gordon too is playing a little better in recent it just needs to need some full-time run still got a 10% barrel rate in the last two weeks um stealing bases no no stolen bases two homers good strikeout rate so free Nick Gordon is my campaign, but, um, okay, but don't start Michael Taylor, um, or Nick Gordon, bad week for that, so, all right, keep moving along here, keep throwing along, New York Mets at Cincinnati, Luke Weaver, Hunter Green, Nicola Dolo, one lefty for the Metsies, so, that's the only game Tommy Pham will most likely get in, um, which at Cincinnati, it's, uh, could be dangerous, Nicola Dolo, he might take Nicola Dolo deep. But anyway, it's uh, not a, a smart start just for that. Two out of four games in Cincy, now we're talking. Or two out of three. But one doesn't work. Uh, Brett Beatty, he's playing every day pretty much uh, versus the last five lefties. He has only sat two of them. 
So I like that going forward for him. Get him in your lineup in the red. That's a good park to hit one out. Francisco Alvarez as well is playing pretty much two games on, one day off. So he's played Saturday, Sunday. Um, and they're off today on Monday. So look for him to get two or three games in Cincy, which is fantastic for a catcher. He's been hitting better as the season has gone along. He's adjusting to MLB pitching, which is great to see. Um, the guy here is Vogelbach. Start first every righty. Um, they got three righties, and they're playing in a park where it's easy, easy, easy to go yard. So, um, Danny Vogelbach is a good utility play for the weekend. And if you if you're a daily league, maybe you stream him for a couple of week, a couple of days here. Um, last 14 days, striking out a ton, 31%. Still walking his usual bunch. Got a homer and a barrel. So. Ike Vogelbach is a good play for the weekend. Uh, for the week, I think. And that's it. Marcana, I guess we have to worry about Marcana. I mean, he's not everyday PT. He's playing. He's starting versus every lefty. We've seen him doing that. In the last, let's see. Let's look at the last five righties. He started three out of five. Let's push it back. It's one more. It's four out of six. It's four out of seven. Four out of eight. Five out of nine. Six out of ten since April 21st. So... Maybe two out of three gets Lodolo and one of the other guys. So two out of three in Cincy is still decent. But in a 50, just be wary of that. And in a draft champion, it's, 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 you're a little more comfortable starting. Um, New York Yankees are home versus Oakland for three games versus Sears, Rusinski, and Muller. And then they got Tampa Bay at home versus Drew Rasmussen. So um, interesting here for the New York Yankees. Um, so much stuff. I think Aaron... Um, Aaron Judge is due back Tuesday, which is great. Aaron Bader is, Harrison Bader is back and playing well. You'll have to see that. Um, so versus the lefties here, Willie Calhoun sits. I don't think anyone has Willie Calhoun anyway. I don't advise having Willie Calzoon. Calzoon. <laughs> Thinking of Calzones. Uh, what else do we have to worry about here? Oswaldo Cabrera now is starting to lose some PT. He was playing like most of the time, at least 80% of the time, but... He's out two of the last four games. Um, Oswald Peraza still nursing an ankle injury. It's just a mess. Just a mess here. I would, you know, Torres, Volpe, Rizzo, Bader, LeMahieu, um, even Kyle Kagashioka behind the plate. Um, I'd be okay starting. Trevino. But Peraza, no. Will Calhoun, no. Um, Jake Barrows has played, started in three out of four games. Versus a righty so far. He's also set a new max EV at 113.3. It's like I think a mile per hour over his career, previous career high. So uh, I like to see what Jake Bowers can do. I like Jake Bowers. Always have. Get some run here. But they're facing the two lefties anyway. So if you do have him, you know, it's um, hard to think that he, uh, I think the last game he started too, and a lefty came in, he immediately got pinch hit for it by IKF. So enough for the Jake Bowers dive. So I would say Oswald Peraz, Oswaldo Cabrera, I'll start. He's got the four games, and I think he's a lock to start versus the lefty. So I, I'm guessing three out of four here, and it gets him in the lineup on your DCs. Um, Oakland, as mentioned, they're at New York for three, and then they're um, going to be home at Texas for one versus Nathan Eovaldi. For the Yankees, they're facing Cortez, Clark Schmidt, and Barito. Johnny Barito. Okay, so... For the Oakland Athletics, I wanted to point out Ryan Noda. Um, he has been 
really, really on fire. In the last 14 days, he is 11 for 34, batting 324, 465 OBP, a homer, 12 runs, 8 ribbies, um, 67% zone swing, 16% O swing at 51% Z minus O, which is elite. Elite, it's in Kyle Tucker range. 30% K rate, but a 16.3% walk rate, a 210 WRC plus, a 1.12 OPS in the last two weeks, by the way. Three barrels, um, Mac TV of 114, 47% hard hit rate. I love it. He even started versus a lefty on Sunday, which is really good to see. Um, it's the only time he started versus a lefty all season. And I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of liking it. Um, Jesus Aguilar doesn't really play anymore at all. And they got him at, at DH versus a lefty on Sunday. So maybe that's why Noda played first because they wanted to keep his hot hand in there. But um, Noda was a fab target for me this week. And I I love it. Um, I think he's going to knock one out of Yankee Stadium. He is an extreme pull hitter. Um, let me bring up some notes I had about him um, in my fab column on the pull hitter Patreon. If uh, if you remember and you're part of the Meeple Mafia, which is the highest tier, the $15 fab tier, and you get my fab notes for the weekend. It's a fab article as well as a tandem fab podcast that I do. And, um, yeah, I have a ton of information there. But my nota, um, he has an 11% bow rate on the season, a 58.7% pull rate. Um, 11% of his battered balls... Or pulled barrels. That's 11th in the league with players with at least five pulled barrels. Um, so just give me a chance. Again, I'll say that again. 11% of his batted balls are pulled barrels. That's good. You want that. And all of his barrels that he has are pulled balls. So he's going to knock one out of Yankee Stadium. That's my prediction. If you're a prop better, I'm not. Maybe I should be for that game because I have a strong feeling about it. Just a gut, really strong gut feeling. But um, Brent Rooker, you're starting. Loriano, J.J. Bidet didn't start versus lefty on Sunday after coming up playing four straight games versus righty. With the four-game set, I'm inclined to start him. I have him on one DC, and I'm going to start him just because I like what I see so far. He has a huge reduction in his K rate from the AAA and the Major League. It's down like 10%. Um, right now, it's 15.8 K percent with two homers. Um, hits the ball hard. Um I like it, you know. He looks a lot different. I read an article on MLB.com about him, and he said that he changed his approach, talked to Freddie Freeman, kind of taking the Freddie Freeman approach of trying to hit line drives over the shortstop. And when, and you can see the pull, his pull, his pull numbers have come down. It's still uh, good. on. He still hits a lot of pull fly balls, but um, if this is a different hitter, if he does reduce his K rate, if this is real, it's, it's, it's interesting. So... Um, even with the two lefties, I think I think they're gonna give him a shot versus one lefty. I'd like to see them do that. Maybe I'm just like trying to work my narrative and work my mojo to get him in the lineup three out of four. But let's do it. He's, he's gonna knock one out of Yankee Stadium too. Let's just do it. Um, other fringe decision is Tony Kemp. He doesn't start versus lefties. He doesn't start versus. Uh, he started five straight versus righties. Um, Seven of the last eight. So, you know, you'll get two two camps here. Maybe some pinch hit because he always comes in the game somehow. Um, same thing for Jace Peterson. I'm not doing Jace Peterson in, in, in DCs or or 50s. He's only going to get the righties. And 
know, just not interested in his skill set right now. One eighty nine in the last two weeks with only two stolen bases, doesn't hit the ball hard at all. So pass on Jace Peterson for me. So let's move on now to the Philadelphia Phillies. Two games against Toronto um, at home. Manoa Gausman. So uh, it's tough, tough week for the Phillies to get your Phillies in when you have more options, but. Um, I'm starting Bryce Harper. I'm starting Trey Turner. I'm starting JT Romuto. Um, and I think Schwarber, Castellanos, and Stott, Bohm, they're all fringe decisions for you. You know, um, I'd probably throw out Schwarber in a DC. But in a 50, you should have guys with more volume. You know, you're going to take a guy with three, four games versus Schwarber's two versus two really good pitchers. Oh, sorry, I know it's not a really good pitcher. Just a good pitcher. Um... So it's tough. It's tough. I'm more inclined to still start some of these guys, especially Schwarber with the lefty on righty. Um, start maybe. You don't have many options up the middle. Again, I think I said it again, but you'll, you'll, you'll have more options in the outfielder in those deeper leagues, in those draft and hold leagues, at least usually. So, But just keep that in mind. It's two games, so you get what you get from there. So the... Pittsburgh Pirates at home versus Colorado versus Freeland, Seabold, Sendatella. So Freeland, the lefty. And so what is Pittsburgh doing versus lefties recently? So, Juwan Pei has started two of the last four games versus lefty. Three of the last six. So, that's an e- that's a sit for me. Having probably only two games there. You know, he's got the speed. So, um, draft champions, you consider it. But, 50s, No. Um, Jack Sawinski has started in two of the last four games versus lefties, three of the last five. Um, he's a start for me in DC's for sure. Fringe 50, but leaning toward yes. Uh, let's see, Rodolfo Castro. Since April 19th, from April 19th to April 29th, but every single game, then he had a day off versus a righty, then game on versus righty lefty, game off versus a righty. And the last three games versus two righties and a lefty he's played. So his skills have taken a little bit of a hit in the last couple of weeks. He hasn't been um, lighting the world on fire like he started the season. But decent pitching here to go against. So with the multi-eligibility, I'm sure he's finding a way into your draft champions. And an NPC 50 is a little more fringy to me. Andrew McCutcheon, he's suffering an ankle injury. I think he got into the game as a pinch runner recently. Um, so he might be okay. But just keep your eye on the news there. More air on the side of he's probably going to need rest for at least one of the two games. Uh, one of the three games. Um, Connor Joe, um, he just loves hitting against Colorado. Mostly in Colorado. but uh, And a DC, I consider it, and a 50 no. And um, it's a Tutsubito Makano is now starting at shortstop uh, versus righties. Versus most, most of the time versus righties. Sits versus lefties, so... I don't think any many people have him on the team, but uh, Miguel Andujar is back and playing. Is <laughs> what this team does gives random guys run of PT. Um, he's played three of the last four games, two versus righties. Uh, sorry, he's my eyes are deceiving me here. In the last five games, he started four games. So sat two um he sat the game versus one of the righties so he's played two of three versus righties and two of two versus lefties i'm not playing him even if i do have him nope sorry san diego padres at minnesota for three varland lopez and ober some people might say that's a quartet of cy young pitchers uh not a quartet that's four a trio 
a trio. Okay, San Diego Padres. Nothing much to really account for here. I'm starting Matt Carpenter. I actually targeted him in Fab this week. Um, because I like the weekend matchups as well. And uh, I'll take the... I'll take the three games he'll get here, too. Um, he plays versus, he starts versus all righties. And um, he's in a little bit of a groove, I think, recently. Let me bring that up, too. Let's see, the last 14 days here. Got a couple of barrels. Um, let me just see. I like his um, I like his ability to hit high-velocity balls. So, I think um, Carpenter is a good, good shot here, too, in your DCs. When your 50s is a fringe decision, you might have some guys with more volume or more certainty in their skill set. But I like him here for a utility stream. Matt Carpenter, um, Cronenworth, Grisham, Hassan Kim, they're in. And uh, Nelson Cruz is a sit. Uh, see, Seattle is three games at home versus Texas. John Gray, Andrew Heaney, Dane Dunning. So you got the one lefty here. Um, let's see, Jared Kelnick is playing every single day now. Much deserved. Uh, Cal Rally, when he does sit, tends to be versus a lefty. So maybe he gets two out of three here. Still an easy start. A catcher, Taylor Trammell, since he got activated off the IL, um, has started in five of seven games. He has sat the only game versus a lefty pitcher and sat um, one of the um, six games versus a righty. So I thought it was going to be hard righty platoon um, but tough to get him in your lineup here too. If if you got him, tough matchups. Uh, trust uh, him getting more in two games. So that's a sit for me. Colton Wong doesn't start versus any lefties, and he's kind of invisible versus righties as well. So I would sit him. I think he's a little bit hurt too. And uh, AJ Pollock, yeah, he's doesn't play much, so he's easy sit there. JP Crawford doesn't sit at all. So you're, you're, you're going to get three games. I mean, this is a volume DC play only. Um, sometimes he's got better matchups and he's like a, a lock. But sometimes he gets in the game just because of his availability. Sometimes they say the best ability is availability. Um, San Francisco Giants have four games. They have three at home versus Washington. Um, versus Ir Jake Irvin, Patrick Corbin, John Gray. And then one at Arizona versus Tommy Henry. So... Um, the Giants are a mess always, right, with the platoons. Um, Lamonte Wade has started the last two times they face a lefty starter, which is interesting, um, considering he didn't start at all in the nine previously. He's faced 11 starting pitchers this year that are lefties. But the last two, you think you really got to like that. If he comes in an everyday player, that is um, pretty, pretty good. I would think so. Um, last 14 days, he's got 48 plate appearances, four homers, eight runs, six ribbies. It's really in a groove. And you also got to play him. If you're the Giants, you got to play him while he's healthy, you know? Got a 54% zone swing rate, which is really below league average, but 18% reach rate, 88% zone contact. Really love it. 19% K, 90% walk, four barrels, four homers, 50% hard hit. So, geez, easy start. Uh, Jock Peterson doesn't start for his lefties, so he'll get two out of four here. And you know what? Being that it's versus Jake Irvin and Josiah Gray, I mean, it's been really good this year. But I'll still, I'll still roll with Jock. Also anticipating possibly getting a pinch hit 
and the Patrick Corbin start. And, you know, so I'll take that. I'll roll out Jock Peterson. Conforto plays every day, even versus lefties. So you can roll him out safely. Blake Sable as well. Um, Joey Bart has, uh, ever since he, um, ever since April 29th, he's been starting a um, pretty decent amount of the game. So um, probably feel comfortable getting him in the game as well in this four-game set. And David VR just and Wilmer Flores have just played so sporadically recently that it's just hard to get them in the lineup. So um, because of the multi-eligibility of both of them, they might find a way onto your team, but just don't expect too much. They're not playing. Uh, VR starts first lefties, so you'll get two games from him. So if you feel comfortable with that, you could roll him out. Anticipating get some pinch hits, so... And Roman Flores is just weird last, uh, let's see, he started versus a righty on Sunday, he started versus a lefty on May 3rd, so sporadic, he's only started um, three of the last eight games versus a righties, and versus all the last five, six lefties, so uh, I guess him and VR will be in there versus the lefty and any additional at-bats they can gather. Um, one guy I wanted to bring up is Austin Slater. He always starts versus a lefty. He even started versus a, a righty yesterday on Sunday, which I think was just to get him some at-bats. I could be wrong about that. Um, just like his usual time to play. But with having two games versus a lefty, and he's been so aggressive in his limited plate appearances on the base path, you might be able to pick up a steal or two in this game set. So I'd consider him in a DC. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals at Chicago Cubs, Stroman Tyon. Um, and, and Jordan Steele, Justin Steele, not Jordan Steele, <laughs> just combine Jordan Walker and Justin Steele. Um, so St. Louis is a wreck. Wilson Contreras is now just a permanent DH and possible outfielder. Just like, what are you doing? You know, if like you really have an issue with him catching, why don't you just shop him around first? Maybe if you really want to move on from him and try to trade him before it becomes public that this happened, which is very strange. Also, to whatever Andrew Neiser might give you behind the plate defensively and game-calling-wise, you lose offensively. Just so strange. And then so this is also going to maybe take time from Gorman at the H as well. Um, just an absolute disaster. Ton is on the IL right now. I'm sure he doesn't mind it, given the clubhouse situations there. So you got the lefty. Um, Newbar's playing every single day. Brandon Donovan's sitting versus lefty. He's also not hitting... He's back to last year, Brendan Donovan, and not like Donnie Barrels. So he's a sit. Tommy Edmond pretty much playing every day, and they're smarting the fuck up and, you know, don't play Paul DeYoung as much as they should. And Trey Barrera, you know, they, they, they have to get him at bat, so they're going to call him up to play and uh, take some at bats from other people as well. So just really a frustrating team the whole, the whole season. Dylan Carlson has started every game since April 28th, so... Um, you could roll him out in a DC. I'd be comfortable starting him in a DC. And uh, Nolan Gorman will get two out of three, I guess. Two out of three. So you can probably feel comfortable with that in a draft champions. In a, in a 50, you should, you know, might have better options. Alec Burleson might get the two out of three as well. Um, but, I mean, he hasn't really been great. He hasn't really been great. Last two, last 14 days, 30 plate appearances, right? Batting 111, one homer. Um, striking out only 6% of the time and swinging strikes only 2.2. That's pretty impressive when you reach as much as he does. 
174 Woba, 402 OPS. It's, what what do they see in this guy? 3.7% barrel rate. Alright, just sit him. Sit him and don't start him, San Francisco. Stop. Just stop it. Okay, we're almost done here. We're going to go Tampa Bay Rays now. Four games set at Baltimore for three, and then at New York for one. Gibson, G-Rod, Dean Kramer, and Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman. Oh, man. So this is crazy that the Rays have faced 17 straight righties, right? And, they, and, and they're about to face... Um, Five more to start this week off, which is crazy, crazy. And that's why even though, like, all the lefties have been, they've been platooned as if there's lefties in there, I think, just just to break it up and keep the normal Ray platoon function going. Because, like, you'll look at, like, Josh Lowe. He still only plays, like, you know, two games on, one day off. Three games on, one day off. Four games on, one day off. Just like, uh... Jose Sirius uses came off the IL is two games on, one day off, two games on, one day off, two games on, one day off, one game on, one game off, one game on. So with the four game set here, they keep that pattern, you know, two games for sure, maybe three. Manny Margot, since he series came off the IL, is off, on, off, on, off, two games on, one game off, one game on, one game off, two games on. Very, very maddening. Tyler Walls, same thing. Taylor Walls, three games on, a day off. Two games on, a day off. Four games on. Just can't guess it. You just can't guess it. But Luke Rayleigh, um, same thing. He's a lefty smasher who's not who's playing two games on, one day off. Two games on, one day off. It's you just have to trust your the skills of the players and put them in your lineup. You have four games. If you get two of one guy, three of one guy. You have to like look at the look in depth and see if you can find any pattern. But I think you'd just be outdoing yourself first to raise. But they're good, so you can't knock it. But Luke Rayleigh in the last 14 days, um, 26 plate appearances. He has five barrels, three homers, a 114 max EV, 66.7% barrel rate, striking out 38% of the time, and he doesn't walk. But so I think you're comfortable playing him too. Two games at Baltimore. The righty porch is still good. Um, Harold Mayer is another guy. Scorching the ball. Stealing bases. He's like one less homer than he had last year. Still one game on. One game off. Three games on. One game off. Just really odd usage. But I'm okay starting everybody but Taylor Walls. I still might even start him. But he's fringy in a DC for me. NFC 50, no. Series tough in a 50, so is Margot because of the usage. They might only get two, they might get three, but in DCs, I think they're all they're all okay to start. And let's move to Texas Rangers. They have four as well, three at Seattle and one at Oakland facing Gilbert, Kirby, Luis Castillo, and Walderchuk. Travis Gonkowski recently just got hurt yesterday, so um, Lito Tiberez is, uh, should get some more run. He was some losing some time versus Jankowski. Um, really odd, but Tavares was always starting versus lefties and every other game versus a righty, but I think he's a great start this week for Monday to Thursday. So is Robbie Grossman. Um, he also thought, usually thought versus all the lefties and the majority of the righties, so I think he gets a good run here. Even three out of four gives him a good set. Again, good pitchers, though. That's the thing. They're facing three good pitchers while the Chuck has been solid, and plus it's at Oakland, but 
I think you'll you'll take the volume that you're gonna get from Grossman, Tavares, um, Ezekiel Duran is a must start right now while he's hot. And I just say like Bubba Thompson, Josh Smith, and you know, those kind of guys are you're not gonna get in your lineup. Toronto, two games, um, at Philly versus Nola and Wheeler. But I mean, what can you do here, right? Um uh, I, you know, Vlad is hurt right now, so, but again, I mentioned in the beginning of the show, if he can just get to a day's day off and get some more rest, he might be in the lineup, but if you got to, you know, uh, I think an important thing here is when you're setting your lineup too, just give yourself some flexibility, you can move guys within your lineup after the lock, as long as you're moving them around in your lineup, but try to leave, like, the utility spot for a guy who doesn't play until tomorrow, at least you have that fringe option, if you got guys on your bench, like, okay, if this guy who's possibly hurt, like Vlad, you put him in util, right? And he tomorrow he's they say he's out. So then you can swap him out for another guy that you have who's starting on Tuesday. Just make your life a little easier. Even though there's flexibility within the lineup, just gives yourself that option at least right off the bat. That's how I like to do it. Um, you don't have to do it. Just but I'm starting Bichette, Varsho, Springer. Uh Kirk and Jansen, it's gonna be tough, you know. Um you don't know if they're gonna get two, one, um, but Jansen started on Sunday. Kirk had off after playing Friday, Saturday. So, in you know, you draft these guys to start them, so you're most likely going to start them. But if you have any other options, catcher with four games, like an Aaron Nola for, for like uh, San Diego, right? Um, you should have three games, so that's even tough. It's choice, you know, it's just it's choice. It's one game of a quality catcher versus two games of a man catcher. You, you might go with the quality at a good park versus a good pitcher. All those things should factor into your decision. But I probably recommend you... Kirk has a better chance of playing both. So give him a definite thumbs up. Uh, Brandon Belt, yeah, nope. No thanks. And I think Matt Chapman is the other fringy guy because of the two games. He's hitting the shit out of the ball. He's going to play both games. So in a in a 50, you might have some better options. But in a DC, you know, you probably roll him out the corner. Um, Washington, last team here. At SF for three games. Desikofani, Webb, Manaya. So three. Um, one lefty involved here. Victor Robles just went on the IL. So there should be some time for Stone Garrett, um, who was just mostly starting versus lefties. But um, so he should get one game for sure, maybe uh, three starts here in this period. Um, it's not a guarantee, but it's a good shot he does. So um, Lane Thomas, Alex Call, I think they're great starts. They guys who just play every day and um, can't go wrong with them. Luis Garcia is smoking the ball um, in the last couple of weeks. Um, I really love Luis Garcia's skill set. I think he's, he's going to blossom. Right before I see a 54 plate appearance in the last 14 days, one homer, eight runs, nine ribbies, a stolen base, 5.6% K rate, 7% walk rate, 87% zone contact. The zone swing minus O swing is 75 to 25. That's 50%. Again, that's elite. That's elite when you can make good contact like he does. Four barrels and one homer. It's an 8.5% barrel rate, 7.1% home run to fly ball. That can go up. Love Luis Garcia. I think he's a start right now because he's he's in a groove. He's in a groove and he doesn't sit. So, Garcia's a start. C.J. Abrams also in the last two weeks has hit well. Um, Jeff Zimmerman mentioned in his Mind in the News article that he's kind of team changes his stride a little bit. 
um, more striding toward the ball. He had that kind of like that Ichiro run to first base while you swing kind of thing, and they wanted him to just settle his legs a little more and drive the ball, which makes sense. And 41 plate appearances in the last two weeks. He's got 12 hits, 300 average, 317 OBP, a homer, six runs, seven ribbies, a stolen base, caught stealing, K rate 19%, uh, chasing a little bit, 40%, but that's, that's okay. That's okay. We're working that 58% ground ball, 355 BABIP, um, got one barrel. And um, 30% hard hit rate. So um, I think trending up first. Year. So draft champion, you can consider it. And FPC 50, no. And uh, Dom Smith, he plays every day, but he stinks. So I wouldn't recommend that. So um, all right. I think that's it. I'm going to get out of here. Wrap it up. Um, I could check the news real quick and just see if there's any any other thing. Garrett, Kellinger, Garrett Clevenger placed on the I.L., Daniel Lynch, um, okay, he went pretty good in his rehab start, but that's it, nothing really live. All right, so for anyone, check this out. Uh, I'm going to make available for everyone to listen. And if you like what you hear, I do this twice a week. I'm with the lineup pod, and I do um, Hot Corner Notes, which is like pretty much a daily pod. I try to get to, to it like four or five days a week. I wrap up the previous days before, and the days I miss, I the next day I wrap up two days in one, and I do... Um, that's all available in the five dollar tier, as long as as well as the Launch Angle podcast, which you get um, one Patreon episode every other week. And then the upper tiers, you got the Meatball Parmesan tier for ten bucks, and the Fab tier, the Meatball Mafia tier for fifteen dollars, which you'll get everything underneath. Um, with the ten dollar tier, the Meatball Parmesan tier, you get the the starting pitcher preview that I. Um, do with Matt Modica every week, which we go through pretty much the whole pitching landscape for every team. And it's pretty fascinating. Dive into so many things, so much insight, and uh, that you can catch that on the Pull Hitter Pod. I made that an unlock for everyone to listen to if you haven't done so. So um, yeah, hope everyone is having a fantastic spring so far. And um, come check out the Patreon if you want. I guess uh, I could give it a try for five bucks and um, doing a lot of content and putting a lot of effort and time into it. And I love it. I love the community that is being developed there. It's just a whole bunch of hardcore players. And we we, we share tons of laughs and lots of fun. And um, you get lineup the decisions in the Discord as well. So if you have start-sit questions for me... I answer them before the start sit, as well as other people getting involved too. Other NFBC savvy players who are in there giving their takes on things and fab decisions. So come check it out and uh, don't be a bag of shit.